Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Last week, I started sharing with you, who are you? Trying to let you ask yourself the question for you to find out who you are because you have left home. You've left home before. You went to SHS, hopefully, and somebody was um, helping you. Somebody, their instructions, their guidelines, their things you're allowed to do, things you're not allowed to do. And even if you were disobeying, even if you are breaking the rules, there are still rules there to guide you. Now, suddenly you've come onto campus, and as for campus, there, <laughs> nobody's going to tell you nothing. Are you there? If you go to school, go. If you don't go to school, too, be there. Hey. If you sleep, sleep. If you wake up, wake up. It is now you are going to know who you are. Also, when you left your father's house or your mother's house or wherever you stayed to come here, you arrived in a place where people were expecting you. The people who sell cocoa were expecting you that you buy. Those with shops were expecting you that you purchase something. The hairdressers were expecting you. The barbers were also expecting you. The Uber drivers are expecting to be busy. I mean, there's a lot of expectation because you have come. But what you probably have not thought about is that the unseen world was also expecting you. Mm. Are you there? Do you understand when I say the unseen world? Yeah. You don't need to be, you don't need all that thinking to know that we see part. We also, there are a lot of things we don't see. There are spiritual things and there are physical things. So the spiritual world was also waiting for you. God was wondering whether when you are given free will, you will worship him and serve him. And the devil was also determined to make you his own. When we start at the beginning of the year, it starts as though it's very calm and innocent. But in the next week or so, everything is going to pick up and overflow. Some of you who arrived as virgins, you will lose your virginity in the next two months. Both girls and boys. Some of you will discover that you are about to become the next volumatress of the campus. I'm just telling you what happens here. The guy who you thought became your friend to help you with your studies is actually more interested and when we talk about it it's like oh what kind of exaggeration is that when you were coming some of you yeah, they told you listen those churches that they come they come and waste your time don't go to the church it is because the person who was telling you does not know campus life there is no fence you are going to fall one way or the other you will meet lecturers who will tell you that those churches that take time, don't go there. <laughs> and it is because they don't know the unseen world you're going to face. Some of you who've never smoked shisha before, you'll start. Some who were able to avoid weed in SHS will fall to it here. Homosexuality is everywhere. <laughs> you know, I'm saying it because we like to behave like ostriches. An ostrich is a big bird. When it puts its head in the sand, 
it imagines that you cannot see that whole big body that is hanging out there. He has put his head in the sand so he can't see you. And then he says, so you also cannot see him. Meanwhile, the part of the body that's outside the sand is way bigger than the head that it has put inside the sand. And in this church, we don't hide it. We, we, don't, we don't cover things. We say it as it is. Are you there? So pardon me if my directness offends you, but I actually don't mind offending you. I would rather offend you and alert you than pamper you into the kind of foolishness that is in your head. Hey, and that is why I am talking for the next week, one, two, three weeks. Who are you? You will now discover because you thought that you were, you were standing and that you were powerful. Yeah. Young lady, you thought that, oh, me dear, I've been brought up well. You have been brought up well. You are now coming to meet somebody who will wrap your, your dress off your back. They don't believe me. Or you can't feel it. They do not believe me. How many instrumentalists do I have? If you're an instrumentalist, let me see your hand. Beautiful. How many of you remember when you came? I told you that girls would chase you. Do you remember? Do you remember? Did it happen or it didn't happen? It, they tell me it's happening, not that it even happened. If it has happened or it's happening, please let me see your hand. Because they think I'm telling lies. Just like I'm telling you, I told them, I remember this particular squad. I remember this particular squad. When they came, I was telling them. They thought this old lady is saying something again. <laughs> That's why you must know who you are. Because it is, if you know who you are, you will know whether you stand or you will fall. And that's why last week I started to describe something for you. For you to know whether you are a Christian or not. Please, can I have my three? The people who were demonstrating for me. Uh -huh. They were demonstrating for me. Beautiful, beautiful. And I was sharing. Please put the scripture first, Thessalonians 5.23, because you need to know this scripture. We need to know it. And this scripture tells us that we are spirit, soul, and body. All the three are one. So you as you are there, you are three, but you are one. So never again be confused about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing. We are made in that image. So one, two, three. Spirit, soul, body. I've separated them because it makes it easy to explain. And I'm saying, I was sharing with you last week that when you become born again, there's only one component of you that is changed. Those of you who think that born again is the church that made that word, I hope you know the scripture now. John chapter 3 and verse 3, it's in the Bible. And I shared with you that what happens? Jesus said that which is born of spirit is spirit. So as for your flesh, there is flesh. But you have a spirit that is not alive. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. It's your spirit that is dead. That is why when you have not given your life to Christ... God cannot have many dealings with you. Just like how when your dearly beloved relative is dead, you can't have any relations with them. That's how God too doesn't have much to say or do with one who is dead in spirit. Are you with me so far? Then I shared Romans 10, 9, and 10 with you. You see, because we have fooled ourselves that if I come and I sit in a church, I'm safe. But it is not true. It's not true. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says, if you go to church A, or if you go to church B, it will save you. Why? Because no church died for you. The only person who can tell you what will rescue you is the one who is directing us to the Bible. And he shared with us, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Now, there are people here, you have believed, but you have not confessed. That's why you are saying, I come from a Christian home. But when you say you come from a Christian home, you see, when they are doing the census and then they ask you, what's your religion? What's your religion? And we say, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. There are some who are actual Christians. There are some who, by saying I'm Christian, you are saying, I'm not Muslim, I'm not Hindu, I'm not a traditionalist. So when you come and say, oh, my family, we are all Christians. I was born as a Christian. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. God does not have any grandchild. No. Why? Because you must confess it. The reason why we take our children to church and maybe you were baptized as a, as a young child, the parents were just trying to protect our child and try to say that, Charlie, this is what we believe. But you, you must now confess it. And your confession, that's why we say, come, let us pray. You confess it. Open your mouth and say. Because when you don't, you and the demons are one. No, please, we're only talking scripture here. Take us to James 2. What does James chapter 2 verse 19 say? You believe that there is one God. Is that what you believe? Oh, you have done well. The devils also believe. They also believe. <laughs> so you are here and saying that, oh, me, they, I believe. You and them, they are all pay. They, they, are, they are even better than you because at least they shiver, they tremble. You as you are there, look at how your head is hard. Hey, no shaking. Ask your neighbor, are you trembling? There's no tremble, Pope nothing. So many who are walking around say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I don't know anything about you. And I don't know anything about you because your spirit is that unregenerated spirit. The dead spirit, you see, and it is the presence of this dead spirit. That's why we don't have to teach anybody evil. Some of the most evil things on earth are children. <laughs> children. You are surprised. When you caught the cockroach and you took the leg off to see how it will be moving around in pain, who taught you that? Who taught you? Who taught you? Who taught you how to bend bush and run after Bela? Who taught you? Who taught you to love suffering, to laugh at the suffering of another person? Who taught you? It's the inherent evil in the unsaved person. And that's why we say that the spirit... Not, I've not spoken about so I've not spoken about body the spirit is there so when you give your life to Christ I need a replacement yes, I, <laughs> sky <laughs> okay so you stand and you give your life to Christ and you confess and you say that I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior what he does is to give you a what? New spirit. Not a repaired spirit. Not a renovated spirit. Not a bath spirit. But a new spirit. The day that you stood in church to receive Christ. Or at a crusade or in your room or wherever. That you say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. What you are saying is that what you did for me, I'm accepting it. He gives you a new spirit. You will notice everything I tell you, there's a scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So all things are past. All things have become new. He's talking about your spirit. And that is why we can now say the spirit. Notice, I've not talked about soul. I've not talked about body. The spirit of the saved man is what? Righteous and truly holy. Why? It's a fresh one. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? If the person says yes, tell him your spirit, because of that, your spirit is righteous and truly holy. And our scripture is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. Ephesians 4, 24. And that you put on the new man which, is in, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 
we call it the new man. Are you there? Your spirit in the Bible is spoken about as your inner man. And now it's new. Amen. Beautiful. Again, that is your spirit. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I hope you have noticed I have not said much about the soul and the body. I have only been talking about your spirit. So the next thing I need to tell you is that when you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. It must grow. As we have said that we are going to fast. Remember, this is one human being, okay? Spirit, soul, and body. Body, it doesn't like fasting, no matter who you are. <laughs> no matter who you are, the flesh there doesn't like fasting. The soul, it depends on who is more powerful. This one or this one. So now here you are with your spirit as a new baby. And we say we are going to fast. What's going to happen? Spirit, he's trying to pull them. Let us go. Let us go. Have you seen why you woke up in the morning preparing to fast, but by 9 a.m. you gave up? <laughs> you gave up. You gave up because your spirit. These people cannot see. Come, let's come here. Come here. Let's come here. I have a feeling some baby spirits are here. The way you are sitting down like cold sardine. It is now 6 o'clock in the morning. Spirit says, oh, people, today we are fasting. Even as he says, ah, somebody is asking me for where. <laughs> and the body is even saying, a lie. So 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Now body say, let's eat. 9 o'clock. <laughs> are you understanding now why your fight to fast is such a fight? And it is a fight because your spirit is a baby until you do something to make it grow. And so there are some of you, when you came, you were a born again Christian all right. But your spirit is still a baby. And that is why when that good looking young man comes your way and he comes with all his raps and you know better than to indulge and to do what he's saying the reason he's able to get you is exactly the same reason the flesh you know the, the spirit you know it is a baby haunting me that's why you copied when you were doing your exams because copying is wrong. You know it is wrong. But your spirit does not have the strength that it needs. So the flesh and the soul keep on overriding it. Amen. Are you in the house? Hmm. Let's go to First Peter chapter 2. In verse 2. Because the next thing I need you to know is that after you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby, it must grow. So 1 Peter 2, 2 tells us something. It says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Some of you, you say you are Christians, you've been Christian for a long time. But the reason why your spirit is still small and weak is that you don't really like the word. You don't read the word, you don't listen to it. In fact, when we come to that part of church, you are on your phone. When we come to that part of church, you are chatting with your neighbor. When we come to that part of church, that's when you remember that, hey, there was this WhatsApp I didn't answer to. Let me answer. When we come to that part of church, you have now taken your phone to send a Snapchat to somebody. And that is why your spirit is still a baby. I noticed that some of you really like walking around during the word. That's why in this church, one of the things you see is that when the word is coming, we tell you to sit down. Yeah. That's you now know that you want to pee. Are you a child? Sit. 
It's only a child who cannot hold it. You are an adult. Sit. Then there are some of you, you are now on your phone. You are going to receive a call. You see, you are not that important. You can put your phone on silent for a short time. After all, the service, we have just about a half hour to go. It will be over. Then you can be on your phone the rest of the day. So it's not now when this small word that will feed your body, which most of you don't do anything about it, is the only meal your spirit is going to have for the whole week. The whole week is this morsel of word that one is given. It doesn't get anything again. And even that one, somebody had to beg you to come to church to get it. No wonder your spirit is like that. Can't stand against anything. Are you there? Let me give you a sign of a spiritual baby. It's very simple. A spiritual baby is dominated by their flesh. Ashes, you have not... hmm. You put your chairs. We shall have a meeting after church. <laughs> Sorry, but there shall be a meeting. Are, you don't have enough chairs out. Just put the chairs and don't waste my time. Let me finish preaching. Ah, fact. <laughs> Next week I will have people with water cans meant for ashes. <laughs> Let us go to First Corinthians chapter three. I want to read the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 3. I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Are you there? This is Paul. He was writing a letter to his congregation in Corinth. And he says that I couldn't talk to you like spiritual people. I spoke to you like carnal. Carnal means fleshly even as babies in Christ. Please, can you ask your neighbor, are you a baby in Christ? Are you a baby in Christ or you are a grown-up? Okay, so let's continue. Now, just as when you were born, you are a baby, then you are a toddler or a child, and then you grow grow up. It's exactly the same pattern for the spirit. Amen? Amen? So I was sharing with you that spiritual baby needs milk. If you don't feed them, and here was Paul saying that I can't even talk to you because you are fleshly. You see. Then he says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Sometimes as a preacher, you want to preach something, but you look at the people, then you just change the preaching. <laughs> Why? Because you can't bear it. You can't bear it. Verse 3. Because why can't you bear it? You are still carnal. Then he shows us signs, envy, strife, divisions, fleshly things. Amen. So you need to feed your spirit. And once a week is not enough. That once a week where you are feeling sleepy. (laughs) It's very serious. So the characteristic of a baby Christian, your flesh is in charge. So if you are here this week, you suddenly find a reason why you won't fast. Your flesh is in charge. It tells you who you are. If you are here, you do some one hour, before one hour fasting. It tells you who you are. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, from a baby, you go to a child. There are some of you who have been a Christian for a while. You've eaten a little. You are not a baby any longer, but you're a spiritual child. Let's show you some of the characteristics. In Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 14. It shows you a sign. Therefore, that we henceforth be no more children. Then he shows us who a child is. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. You have been a Christian for a while, but when this one comes and says, I am this, 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 you blow that way. This one comes and says that you blow that way. Your friend comes and says, oh, just go and just, just go with me to, to my church. Just today, and you blow that way. You cannot be fixed in anything because you are a child, a spiritual child. You're not able to say that this is my church. And if you are going to eat a steady diet to help you to grow, you need to fix yourself in church. You can't be like this, like that. Some of you, all your life, you go to church once a month. That's why your spirit is... You are born again, but I'm there's no strength. 
There's no strength at all. <laughs> There's no strength. Are you there? But you can also be spiritually mature. Let's look at quickly at two, two scriptures I will show you. Hebrews 5.14, it says that solid food is for those who are mature, those who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. King James, I just like the way he puts it. The strong meat belongs to those who are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There are some of you, any nonsense that is written about any man of God, you swallow it, that is true. Can't even think for yourself. Because you can't discern between good and evil. Are you in the church? Recently, a certain international network took up a certain man of God and started to write a whole lot of things and some of you were reading and saying, hey, I never knew. You know, I'm not the guy's church member. I've never listened to a sermon from him. I don't know anything much about him. But I can tell you something. I can tell you one thing that the BBC has never been on the side of Christians. Not today, not for it. Not since my life. <laughs> Are you there? So what they are writing me, I won't take it from them. I won't take it from them at all. I won't take it from them at all. Because me, I have seen innocent people that the press has re-described. So I will never take it from a press man. I've been approached by them. They'll come and they'll say, oh, we just wanted to talk to you about how your church is. And I said, please, I don't have anything to say to you. I don't have anything. Don't come, don't take a picture, don't take a video. Yeah, because they will take, they will come. I remember I was in a program, a Benny, um, Reinhard Bonke program, when I was a student outside. And I had a very nice program. That night, it came on TV. Then they showed the man preaching. Then they showed the offering bowl passing. And I said, it was not like that. It wasn't like, do you get it? What are they trying to say? Oh, the man has come because of money. Then he's like, and he said, me, today, as my eyes are open, I should believe these people. Oh, please. Grow up. Grow up. Because you are a spiritual child. Yeah. If I'm not even a child, baby. Hey, me, I won't go to the church again. It's a cult. A church that all the doors are open. How can it be a cult? When the most major feature of a cult is secret, secret, secretiveness. Ah. Okay. Me here points. Cranam a mouth scripture. Make you know. Tell your neighbor, make you know, bring yourself. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. So one of the signs of a mature Christian is that ability to tell what is good and what is bad. And as you are there, you look at you, you copy in exams. You don't know that it's bad. No, I have to say it because this, this generation, you don't even know that copy. I mean, you copy, you copy. Whether it's university exams, so, what's your JHS, but a time is coming when you will not be able to copy something that is about to happen in your life. Oh, yeah, that's why you must give your life to Christ because there is no copying to go to heaven. You are either born again or you are not born again. You cannot bribe angel Gabriel at the gate. You cannot falsify your papers and give them to Father Abraham. Oh, no. You are either born again or you are not born again. It is absolute. Yeah, 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 yeah. No connection. No protocol list. No VIP and no apostle. You will earn your way. The Bible says that we must work it out. Oh yeah. After you are born again. Now let us see what you will do. Whether you are going to work it out with God or you are just going to be there. A baby who cannot even stand. Let me move on. Because today I wanted to take you to principle number five. I've given you four of them. But because some people just came, I'm going to just go through. Principle number one, man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Principle number two, the spirit of the unsaved man is dead. Desperately wicked. Principle number three, the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. Spiritual number four, when you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. And we are coming to this one, which is the one that I wanted to rest on today. After you are born again, your mind is still the same and it must be renewed. If you notice from last week to this week I have only talked about the spirits. That's all. 
I have not spoken about your soul who is very related to your spirit but is still different because your soul has to do with your thoughts and your imaginations. Yes. Your thoughts, what you think about, how you think. Your thoughts. Are you there? Whether you will succeed as a Christian or not, after you are born again, it depends on your mind. That is the reason why you gave your life to Christ and you said, I have stopped Polo. I have stopped masturbating. After a while, you went back to it. Why? It's not because you are not born again. The change in your spirit has happened. Because it must happen. It has happened. But after it happens, for you to now even appear as a Christian, to be able to live the Christian life, something must happen to your mind. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. The greatest difference between a spiritual Christian and a carnal Christian, just one, is the mind. The day you win this battle, you have won. Yeah. You have won. Have you not seen some people? They say, ah, but I thought he was a Christian. He's a Christian, oh. But their mind has not changed. As for the body, please, we don't discuss it. It, that one I can tell you straight away it won't change today it won't change tomorrow it won't change how it is, it is it <laughs> but your mind are you here? take us, yes, Romans 12 verse 2 be not conformed to this world in other words, don't do things the way the world does them in the world, what do they do? they steal, don't steal they falsify things. You are here, you are a fraudster. That's what the world does. It says, don't be like that. You are here, you are a chaser. Don't be like that. That's the world. The world does not go to church. Many of you are Christians, but you do not go to church. You are only here because somebody has convinced you to come here. As soon as the pressure of school and work comes, hey, it becomes a battle. You are like the world. You are like the world. Am I talking to some people today? Yeah. I even have some continuing students. We have to even go and look for them as if they are new converts. They have come to school, but for now, they have gone submarine. Father, may a bomb hit every submarine and bomb them out of the water that they have gone to hide in, in Jesus' name. Something will bring you out. Ah, are they? <laughs> Are you there? But look at what it says. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Until your mind begins to be renewed, you will be first a thief, next a born-again thief. A fornicator and a born-again fornicator. A masturbator when you are an unbeliever and a born again masturbator. Until something happens to your mind, you have to change how you think. There are some of you, you are here, you think, I am nobody from nowhere because my house there, there's nothing there. What do you mean by that? After they have used blood to pay for you, The only reason why Jesus shed his blood was because of you and me. That's all. Blood is the most expensive thing. It is the only thing that everywhere in the world we agree. If you shed blood there, ah, the world does not want to see you again. Blood. You shed blood. We don't want to see you again. Are you there? That's why when you go and do a covenant, some of you have gone to cut your blood, mix your blood with somebody. You need some serious sorting out. It's not just, oh, <laughs> Father, forgive me. No. No, because you did a blood covenant. No? Are you in the church? Yeah. 
Your mind must be renewed. Your mind must change. Then he says, it is only when your mind is renewed that you can now know what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is. So it is fully possible to have a spirit that is born again. Just say, the Lord has paid for you, you've accepted. You are born again. But you will live in the gutter like an unborn again person. The difference or the reason is your mind. Ask your neighbor, how do you think? What's in your mind? What's in your mind? What's in your mind? That's why there are people in church who steal. If you like, leave your phone on the chair. That's why when school starts, I have to stand here and announce, please, when you are coming to church, don't bring unnecessary things with you. When you are coming to church, you are not coming to use your laptop, please don't bring it with you. Because we have been in church where people have stolen laptops. The person sat down, heard the same word as you, and yet stole a laptop. Mm. Are you the born again thief? Born again arm robber? They are arm robbers when they are going on their assembly, then they will pray that God will give them success as they are going. Why? The mind has not been renewed. Some of you were young men, you look at a girl, you think the only thing a girl is good for is sex. That mind needs to change. Some of you girls, you look at a guy, you think that a guy is the same as an ATM. Yeah, that mind needs to change. That mind, it has to change. It has to change. It's a very evil mind. It has to change. Ah, it's not an ATM. Amen. So, I'm going to talk to you now just for five minutes about how to renew your mind. How? How? If it is so crucial, how do you renew your mind? The key to renewing your mind is the word of God. Yeah. Oh, the word of God. The Bible is a cake. No, it's you who doesn't read it. Because if you read it, you will know immediately that it's not a cake. You will know that it is spot on spot on. It is describing things that are going on in the world right now. It's even described in the Bible. Oh, where? You say, I've not been reading. You are now asking me where. (laughs) It is the word that begins to change our minds. Oh. Hallelujah. Are you there? John chapter 15 and verse 3. You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It is the word that changes our mind. Some of us, you know, at the beginning of service, I said that anyone you see in yellow this morning is a pastor, a lady pastor in this church. And I still cannot see Pastor Augustine. I know he's somewhere. I can't see him. I beg you, your jacket must be on for them to identify you. I know it's hot, but you survive. So he's the only one in a suit. All the others are in jeans and in a whatever. <laughs> It's changed. They don't like male pastors. It is not so. Many of the male pastors are pastors of other churches we have started. So eventually you see them. Amen. And I asked them, these are our uniforms, and I asked us to come in it just so that you can identify us. Is that okay? Because there are many of you who are new, and you need to know who the pastors are. Make friends with the pastor. Don't wait until trouble has come. Then you are now calling them. Say, who are you? You said you are Albert. Hey, Albert who? Okay, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm sharing with you that you need to renew your mind by the word of God. How is that going to happen? Church is one of the places where you hear preaching. Amen. But the second thing, which for me is the main thing I want to share before we close, is that you must have a daily quiet time. A daily quiet time. A time that you share with just you and God. And during that time, you read a passage of scripture. I mean, you actually read it. Not just that you go, Amen. <laughs> and you can use a daily guide to help you read through a few sentences, have a notebook, put down your thoughts even as you are reading because it's speaking to you. Are you in the church? Yeah. If you take your time and read it, it will actually talk to you. You'll be surprised that you will need that scripture as guidance during the day. Recently, I was reading 
One of the scriptures last week was in Genesis, Genesis 1, where the Lord told man and woman, he said they should be fruitful, multiply, and then he says, replenish the earth and subdue. That morning, the two words that spoke to me were to replenish and to subdue. Are you there? Usually we think of the fruitful and multiply. So I sat down and thought about it, replenish. It means that there was something there that's no longer there. Yeah. So it says, subdue. Some of you, you have roommates who need subduing. Mm. You are the only Christian in the room. And there are some three unbelievers tormenting your life. <laughs> so if you had done that Bible study as I had done it that morning, you'd have risen up to pray and say, Lord, help me to subdue this environment. It's not that you wake up and quarrel. That's what some of you think subduing is. But there's a way to handle yourself such that when unbelievers even meet you, their unbeliever things don't come. Yeah. They'll be talking something. When you arrive, Lord, they'll stop. Mm, we are subduing. Are you in the church? I'm just giving you an example of how a scripture can speak to you. When you put it down in your notebook, after a while, these are things that you are learning. You are trying to just learn as much of the word, and you'll be surprised. It's like learning anything. As you have come here right now, your minds, for those of you who are freshers, your mind is totally empty of the subject that you are coming to study. But you'll be surprised that as you are going to school, Day by day, day by day, day by day, subject after subject, subject after subject, suddenly they have made something out of you. Are you there? You came here totally blank, but then after six years, you are suddenly a pharmacist with a mind that thinks in a certain way. You see? You are here like that. You've come, you've come. Nothing is in your mind. You don't know the first law of anything. But then you come into the school and then you, you are going to class, going to class every day. You are reading, you are reading, you are reading. After some years, that's the lawyer that they have made out of you. Are you there? And it is from what you have been doing every day, every day. It's a little bit every day. But if you come to the first class, you are a law student, you come to the first class, you sit in the first boring lecture that the person is writing, reading from his notes that he wrote in 1954 that he has never changed. No? You wake up and say, that, ah, but what is the use of that? And then say, I'm leaving the school. You have been hasty. <laughs> you have been hasty. Don't be hasty. In the same way, that's how you need the word of God. You see, as I'm preaching, I'm walking around, I'm noting people, somebody, I don't know whether his head is on the chair or he's into something. I'm see, you see, I'm noticing those who are maintaining eye contact and I'm also seeing those who are in their own world. That's exactly how the world will, the word will be to you. you know, somebody, I've come into the class as you are going, she. But there are also some. As you come, I'm listening. I go back. Let me go check. The reason why I give you the scriptures is in the hope that you even write it down. Go and check in your Bible. Your Bible that you bring, didn't bring to church or that you left at home. No. Go and check whether it actually says what. And that in that way, you are teaching yourself. And so with time, your mind will begin to change. So when we now say we are fasting, now, body no longer has this strong effect here. If anything at all, some lose something, something here. So when spirit is now growing and is saying that, first of all, as the word is coming, spirit is also growing. As you pray, also spirit is growing. So let me do a change now. Benjamin, come and replace so now that new spirit has gotten some flesh, gotten some height, gotten some something. And then we come and we say, it's time to fast. Flesh was just about to manifest. So I won't fast. But now, between spirit and that mind that is changed, flesh has no choice but to follow and to do what you asked it to do. Hallelujah. Are you there? That is why after a while, 
flesh cannot have his way. Oh, let's go and watch some porn. Open the page. We are not opening the page. We won't open it. We just will not open. Why? Because the mind has changed. We are not opening. And the mind is closer to the spirit. And so together, they pull. And suddenly you see that your life begins to change. Your life begins to change. The things that you are struggling over, now it begins to get easier. My prayer for you is that you will meet God in a daily quiet time every day. Yeah. That as you talk to me, we'll talk with you every day. Show you marvelous things. And that you grow in spirit. Your mind will be changed. And you will see the blessing of God. Stand to your feet. Gentlemen, God bless you. Thank you. Just sit with them. Hallelujah. This morning, you just want to bow down your head for a moment. Pray for yourself. Some of you don't, you don't like the word of God at all. And I understand where you are coming from. When I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't like the word. I didn't understand it. It didn't make any sense. But I spoke to God about it and said, Lord, they say that the word is important. If it is important, then please help me. And he helped me. My mind changed and I began to enjoy not just church, but reading the Bible on my own. This morning, talk to the Lord. You alone know your state with God. You alone know your state. So talk to him. You alone know whether you like the word of God or you don't. So talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Just talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Pray for yourself that you will grow spiritually. That this will be a time as you have come to this campus, you will not fall to the evil forces that are pushing left and right, but rather you will grow up and draw closer to the Lord. That rather you will be a real Christian. I want you to talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. you want to surrender your life to him. Now this morning if you are here and as I was speaking you could see that you are not born again. You could see that your spirit is still the original one. Your spirit has not changed because you've not given your life to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity today to be born again as Jesus said in John chapter 3. It says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you are here but you cannot say that you, were, you are born of the spirit. You can't say for sure that your name is written in the book of life. I want to give you an opportunity. Opportunity to receive the Lord as your Lord and your Savior. You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? Just lift up your right hand. As every head is bowed and I am closed. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. All over the room. God bless you. God bless you. Please, take a step out of where you are. Just come to me. Pastors, help us. Ashes, help us. Just come, come all the way. We're going to pray. We're going to confess him as our Lord and our Savior. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. From the back, I saw some hands over there. Just come. From the middle, just come. We are not so far. Come on. Jesus is calling you this morning.
in the congregation and your heart is beating the Bible says in Revelation 3 I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking if you open I will come in and dwell with you and you with me so it's Jesus knocking on your heart and that's his way of telling you that all is not well I want you to step out of where you are come and join us in these minutes I'm just going to pray right now just come just come and join us it's a very important prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Let us pray. You're standing in front here. I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to own this prayer. Pray it as your prayer. You are now trying to be born again to give your life to Jesus. And you want to say, Lord Jesus. Or say it with strength. You're in the congregation. You can help us. Lord Jesus. Forgive me. Cleanse me from my sins. I am a sinner. But I thank you for paying for me this morning. I give you my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this morning. May they never turn their backs on you, but rather may they grow deeper and deeper and deeper into you and into the things of yours. Let them grow and be strong in spirit, strong in their mind and their soul. Let their thoughts of God be ruled by you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-A-C. God richly bless you.